On this episode of Amazingly Terrible, we are watching Dino Riders, episode number 12, Battle for the Brontosaurus. Questar has betrayed us! Oh, no! Oh, dude, that's the spoiler at the end! Oh! At the end, roll credits. You're listening to Amazingly Terrible, the podcast that thinks it's people. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. (laughs) My name is David. My name is Matt. My name is Mike. And I'm Derek. Back for the first time in about six weeks. So let's talk dino riders, guys. Let's talk them dinos. But before we do that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, wait. There's more. Uh, Do we have a Marin? No. We want to talk about toys that we had in the 80s. (laughs) And my subsequent disappointment in watching this episode. Oh, real? Oh, okay. All right. Interesting. Okay. All right. When this popped up, I was super fucking excited to Mm. watch Dino Riders because I remember remember begging for and having a bunch of the toys. Mm. So growing up, my, my parents had rules where we... We really didn't have a lot of action figures, and we've been over this a couple times in in some of the the episodes. Like, I didn't have GI Joes. I had a couple of action figures here and there that came in in birthday parties, but my parents were really big into like, hey, don't play with action figures, play with educational toys. Mm-hmm. But Dino Riders was the one set of stuff that I had that was just pure action figures. I had other things that would be considered action esque, but were generally like building toys. There was a couple like space sets in the eighties that had associated TV shows, but like you 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 built them, you put them together, they made motorized things. So I had at least four or five toys from this. I never had any of the big ones, but I had uh, the Demetrodon. I had the Triceratops at the Bad Guys Road. Mm. I had one of the flying dinosaurs, and then I had one more. I think I had one of the Monoceratops, and I loved these things. I fucking loved them. I, yeah. To this day, I actually should probably go back to my parents' house. I think they still have them um, and get them and put them on my nerd shelf somewhere. And so when it popped up, I got really, really, really excited, you know, to go back and, and watch the show. And I remember, I, I didn't remember, you know, before I ended up watching it, what the name of the good guys were and the bad guys. But the good guys were the humans. The bad guys were some version of mean animal head like they had insect heads or reptile heads or shark heads or whatever i think these are the same guys that bucky o'hare fights <laughs> yeah probably but i I did remember before going back and watching this and it, one of the things that i do think is cool about it is that the uh they had the same dinos on each team like, it wasn't right. a, the bad guys had the carnivores, the good guys had the herbivores. So they had the same, which was really cool. Anyways, then we get into the episode. A little bit of background. I'll give you the background on all this stuff, and then we'll stop and discuss. I, like I said, I was super excited to watch this. So this was a 14-episode series put out by, I think, Tyco at the time, which Tyco yeah, was Yeah, they had huge, the toy line. Yeah, it, it, was, it was 14 episodes and three direct... No, 14 episodes 
uh, of the 14, three were produced directly to VHS. Um, so it was not a series, even though I do remember the cartoon. It came back in the 2000s sometimes. Like it was given over to... Let me look at my notes here. It's getting back to the Disney Channel or Cartoon Network, where they were gonna they were gonna make some more. But anyways, so this episode came out in the eighties. This was episode twelve, aired on December seventeenth, nineteen eighty eight. You get half a December seventeenth, eighty eight. Halfway through the episode, you realize this is one giant marketing cartoon for the big Brontosaurus. Oh yeah, that was fucking mm-hmm. coming out at Christmas, which I totally remember. Wasn't it like a hundred dollars? Oh yeah, it was something nuts. Like, and that's why I didn't have it. Yeah, hundred dollars back then too, which is yeah. like yeah, which is like billion like, dollars now. Yeah, it's like a gagillion dollars <laughs> now. Because we're fucking thousands of years old. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Thanks, Biden. <laughs> so the basis for this show slash toys is there are the Valorians and the Rulons. The Valorians are, I don't know, it's it's like far in the future. They're super happy. They live on their planet. And then the Rulons show up, and they're a bunch of dickheads. They're the guys who have the shark heads, the reptile, the insect heads, whatever. I have a name for the Valorians, but let's get into, I think it's better if it happens in context. You know? Yeah. Let me just give you a quick background to how this the story to all this happened, and then we'll just kind of get into it. So they bail off their planet, and they have this thing called the STEP, the space-time energy projector, which is going to let them escape the Rulons. They turn it on. Let's be clear. They have a magic crystal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. it's Final (laughs) Fantasy. But the Rulons were in a tractor beam. Mm. They show up on Earth 65 million years early, you know, whatever 65 million bc why do they need to go back in time if they're already from another planet right so anyways when they get on earth the valorians can telepathically communicate with the dinosaurs through english which i didn't know dinos could understand the rulons put on brainwashing helmets on them they get locked in combat and that's pretty much kind of the basis of the show and so they're both vying for supremacy on prehistoric earth yeah, the, the uh, setup last... is sort of a mix between Thundercats, Land of the Lost, and G.I. Joe. Yeah. Yeah. They have lasers and all kinds of other stuff. I thought it was more a mix of G.I. Joe with more G.I. Joe. With insect heads. <laughs> yeah. A couple points I want to bring up. They were actually, for the most part, kind of faithful to, like, dinosaur biology they took some leeways with with some of the sizes of the dinosaurs there's Mm -hmm. a scene actually in the episode here where a dino rider on a dimetrodon pulls up next to a dino rider on a stegosaurus a dimetrodon was approximately human size in height a stegosaurus was not but they had a bunch (laughs) of different dinos in the show but the other thing where they took huge artistic licenses is they had dinos from you know the dinosaur era took millions and millions 200 million years or however long and they had dinos from the early part and the later part and the middle part and they all just kind of jammed them together for yeah the education of five-year-old Derek. because it was the fucking best the the fight of the century you know like tyrannosaurus versus uh triceratops could never happen you know they were too far apart in time and that's that's the that's probably the biggest tragedy of my life 
I think that the brontosaurus having jagged teeth like an alligator and being aggressive <laughs> was the, the worst for me. I'm like, it's a plant eater. It's not going to have pointy teeth and growl. I, I definitely noticed that. So that yeah. killed it for me. Like the immersion was over. Yeah, like it was for, over for you. For a 42-year-old me, I was just like, brontosauruses are plant eaters. So, I'll, so I'll actually address that. Brought the same level of education that seven-year-old you had. I'd love to address like that right now. So this this episode came out in, what did I say, 88? Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you remember back in the 80s, I don't. Brontosaurus. <laughs> I try not to. Listen, I was a, a young dino connoisseur. I was a young dinosaur. <laughs> No, so Brontosaurus was actually the name of that dinosaur in the 80s, and then sometime in the 90s, they yep. said the Brontosaurus was not actually a dinosaur. They said it was an Apatosaurus that had been misclassified, and the bones that they had used, they, they put together in the wrong order or whatever, and they yeah. said it was the Brontosaurus. And then actually, about a decade ago, a bunch of scientists got together and went, no, you were wrong in the 90s. The Brontosaurus was a real dino. Like the Apatosaurus was a dino, the Brontosaurus was a dino, the Diplodocus was a dino, the Ultrasaurus was a dino. They were all different. And the Brontosaurus was back to being its own dino, which was awesome. God, Mm -hmm. this show sucked. But man, the (laughs) dinosaur parts are great. See, I had my experience was the. It was slowly falling in love. You know, it was. uh, Really? It was watching it the first time and being like, this is derivative garbage. It's, ah, it's like every time I've fallen it. in love in my life. You know, it's like, <laughs> And oh, I love these is, toys. <laughs> this is disgusting derivative garbage. And the, the next time you're like, yeah, but she bought, she, she brought flowers, you know? It's and, like getting back with an old girlfriend that you finally no. remember. And you're just like, Mike, you can take bigger bites of that Heath bar. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> yeah, you can. You have a mouth. Is is that what you were eating last time? Because it sounded like Rice Krispies or something. He was, he was eating it like a chipmunk. He was like, <laughs> it's so rich. There's so much flavor in my mouth right now. There's so much flavor. <laughs> this is not a fucking Michelin starred restaurant, buddy. Yeah, it's, it's a just candy sugar bar from yeah. Walmart. It's just coating every part of my tongue oh my god so good yeah it's like i can't take a big bite it's just so good yeah he's like right now he can tell the difference between cane sugar and 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 corn (laughs) and maple corn sugar sugar, yeah and maple yeah all the sugars there's like specific little neurons on my tongue that can just detect it yeah i mean it would be they form crystal layers right so like on a very tiny level wouldn't you like your tongue be digging through an like, archaeological dig through strata of sugar. I think so. I think I think I just blew Mike's mind. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh lord. <clears throat> Um, anyway, no, so that was the, the opening was, I wanted to get into. Like, this was slowly falling in love, man. Like I'm on my I'm on my fourth watch, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is this is terrible. This is such good smut. <laughs> this is the worst sex I've ever had, but it's <laughs> happening frequently. 
<laughs> like I said, the, the the things that are good about this show is they they kind of faithfully mm-hmm. do the dinos. Like they they do them fairly good. They they show different dinosaurs. You know, I mean the T Rex in all of its scenes looks like it's like stoned out of its gourd. It's just yeah, yeah, it's having a rough like, time. You know, but um, well. Fun fact: I read on one of the wikis that the dino models were con- were very well considered in their time, and that ap- apparently the Smithsonian thought they were so good that they asked to use some of the models with some changes. So they took away really? like, the articulation, but they f- they thought they were so good they wanted to to use them for you know presentation or something. But I get that f- smells like marketing gobbledygook to me it, gobbledygook. so all right so let's that oh you've hit the gobbledygook layer mike <laughs> no no i'm way past that <laughs> sorry <laughs> so i'll just yeah so the episode starts out and we got we got some rulons they're rolling around the jungle they get they get jumped by one of the valorians who's actually on one of the toys that i had the the very first human riding the dino that's a dimetrodon and this is where i was talking about how they took some of the the liberties with the size dimetrodon according to all the the skeletons that we have found is if you put a six foot man next to a dimetrodon the top of its sail would be approximately at the the top of a human's head so about six to seven feet tall um in this episode the guy is sitting in the the chair on the sail of the dimetrodon you know which is a cool design it looks cool that's one of the toys I had, and I'm, I'm going to talk about it in a second here. Really? You haven't been talking about it already? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm going to give like actual specifics. So then they show, what's his name? Krulos. He's on his T-Rex. There's a Valorian uh, compound, which he is talking about blowing up. All right, so then this is where I want to pause. The Dimetrodon rolls up next to a Stegosaurus, and this shows where they took liberties again. The, ste- <laughs> the Stegosaurus was about 15 feet tall. The Dimetrodon was about 6 feet tall. But going to the toy, the toy actually looks almost identical to the show. It had a like half clamshell thing that slid over the sail on the top of the Dimetrodon. This is at 117. Mm-hmm. With the little chair on the right-hand side of the animal action figure that had you could put the man action figure in. And then the cool thing is on its hind quarters, there was a, I don't know, maybe a half-inch by half-inch square button that you could depress, and that opened and closed the mouth on the dinosaur. So in addition to pretending that your guy was in the seat and shooting lasers at the bad guys, you could, like, you know, push this button and just be like chomp 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 just like mike on that heath bar it would take bigger bites but it would be over sooner all the dinosaurs had some sort of i don't know what you would call it like you know the the joke on like a gi joe like karate chop fist or whatever like everything had some sort of spring loaded action to it i heard that this one though that was um it was sponsored by a lot of the uh, tobacco companies to get to encourage you to chew tobacco (laughs) <laughs> really that's how Dude. commercial this show is if that, well oh my God. big league shoe made me want to try chewing tobacco until i tried it and then chewing tobacco made me want to stop chewing tobacco mm-hmm. if they rolled up on their dinos and they're like hey everybody throwing a huge dip let's talk about this war 
Why are the dinosaurs so far out of scale? <laughs> they just, because they had to make toys. Yeah, yeah, because they're they're making toys and they need them to roughly be the same size. Ugh. And they they had to market them at, at different price ranges. Yeah, exactly. That's why the Dimetrodon and the Stegosaurus are about the same, and then the Brontosaurus was the big, like hundred dollar playset. Yeah, I remember wanting that. I think all I had was the Triceratops. It was it was cool shit, man. Mm-hmm. I I kind of missed this. I I think maybe I was overseas or something because this one kind of eluded my. Any my radar at all? I mean, possibly because it's like it was fairly short, and and I remember the toys not really being around that long, compared to like uh, Ninja Turtles or GI Joe or any of the any of the other toy lines. Yeah, the episodes literally ran from essentially Halloween to Christmas, nineteen eighty eight, and that was it. Like it was it was a marketing, just shove it down people's throats, and then they bailed. I completely missed it. Whoa. Whoa. I, kn- I knew of it because they had pretty kick-ass commercials. They talk about essentially sending out a patrol. On their patrol, Like then we reach the big kind of point of the episode and the fact that they find brontosaurus tracks, right? So mm-hmm. the Valorians actually are riding, I believe they're riding Deinonychus, which is actually what was... De- let me hold on. Let me look real quick. So, yeah, going back to it, they're riding Deinonychus, and Deinonychus was essentially what Jurassic Park made Velociraptors to be. Velociraptors right. were the size of essentially a turkey. Deinonychus were big man-sized. And they, they had the hook claw, just like a Velociraptor did. But uh, Velociraptor sounds way cooler and not hmm. as hard to pronounce as Deinonychus. Well, yeah. it, it was actually originally it looked cooler on the page because it, it was a change made for the book. And then, oh, and then yeah. that just sort of spilled over onto the screen. Huh. Gotcha. That Those... Michael Crichton, that son of a bitch. So uh, hold on, let me go reload my beer. But they talk about why they're on the the striding dinosaurs and not in the air because they want to make sure that the the Rulons don't see them. But I want to call out at two thirty four, homeboy's mustache. Good goddamn. <laughs> That is amazing. Oh, yeah. This is Astra. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. That is beautiful. They don't even animate his mouth. Like, his lips never move. It's just mustache muffle. I mean, it's just the classic uh, G.I. Joe group of characters. You got the guy Uh with the mustache. You got the guy that always dresses in camouflage. And also, I think that, like, when they're riding on the backs of those dinosaurs... That kind of negates the usefulness of the camouflage, <laughs> right? Yeah, they're all, and they're camouflaged in all kinds of different colors. Yeah, you got the guy with maybe a rocket strapped to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got the ones that are essentially wearing costumes, like the the guy who throws <laughs> bombs, and he's what is he wearing on his head? Basically, a large button. He's wearing like a full blasting outfit for that bomb diffusers is wear. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, like he's going to be able to, like, go up and if the bomb explodes. Who, the guy in all red? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's, there's a couple interesting outfits. There's Later on in the episode, there's a guy who's wearing essentially a rock camouflage outfit. Like, it looks like he's a rock, and I don't remember seeing him. 
Oh yeah, yeah. It's that good, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he he more looks like just a big pile of chewing gum. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Gray so chewing next, gum. Next scene, we have Hammerhead, who's one of the Rulons, is sneaking into the Valorian's base here. Uh, he puts a worst security ever. I this yeah. This is first he thing essentially I puts too. a garage door opener <laughs> underneath the keyboard. Yeah, yeah. Not even inconspicuously. That was like overtly conspicuous. Yeah, he switches it to speaker mode. <laughs> so then the very next scene is literally marketing all the shit they're going to put on this new toy. But one of my biggest takeaways from this is the voice actors in this show were good, and I recognized a bunch of them. Oh yeah, and they're when I they're, went into um, Wikipedia, they threw some familiar. fucking money at this. Well. They had voice Optimus Prime, well, they yeah. had Bumblebee, they had a bunch of people. Dr. Claw and, from Gadget. And then my absolute Joes. favorite well, one, Steven Dorff was in this show. Wow. The same Steven Dorff who played the bad guy in Blade. Mm-hmm. He was the kid Valorian. Oh, cool. Yep. Oh, yes. Yep. Lad. Every time I uh, heard a... A uh, animal or dinosaur make a noise. I knew that that was the fine voice of Frank Welker. Yeah, you just heard the whelk in it. Mm, you know, it just it whelked that, right out. Mm, it had that mm, that rich whelky quality that you get from <laughs> Werther's Originals. You got to you got to whelk more. Whelk, <laughs> whelk. It's like whelk. it's it's like you're choking or you're like gagging. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whelk, whelk. whelk. You kind you try to say you try to say Welk, but it comes out like a perfect dog impersonation. <laughs> I think this scene is when we first start seeing that the Dino Riders are not like a crack military force exactly. They all have magical crystals that do things for them. Final fantasy. Yeah, these are like uh, telepathy like... radios. Right. They yes. are. Yeah. They're stems, man. That's, I mean, that's literally the name. It's like the space-time... Steps. Whatever. Yeah, steps. Sorry. Yeah. S- space-time energy projector, I believe. But this is when I started to realize that this is like a uh, liberal G.I. Joe. These are like... <laughs> this is like G.I. Granola. Like, they're the crunchy, hippie fighting force. And that's why their security is so fucking terrible. Now, see, I saw this show as, like, two forces both trying to colonize the same area. Okay. It was like a colonization race to exploit the resources. Filthy colonizers. Of this planet. Oh, I like this. Yeah, but they tried to explain away the the white people by saying that they can telepathically communicate with dinosaurs. Oh, yeah, so it's what the dinosaurs wanted. In, in, in this analogy, the dinosaurs are the Native Americans. They're the they're the first people. I, I didn't make that up. I didn't say anything. <laughs> I didn't make that up. It was my stupid brain. The dinosaurs want to work for the Valorians. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Look at how it's much they sing and dance. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's consensual. Oh God, that's. I mean, it does kind of feel that way. Like, did anybody get real like uh, seduction vibes when they're like, "Just become big guy. 
You can move when I tell you. <laughs> Nobody else got that? No. Nope. Just, just me and that mustache man? Okay. All right, so anyways, <laughs> there's a, a lot of filler here, but the Valorians realize that there's a brontosaurus. The Rulons realize there's a brontosaurus. Everybody's after the biggest, baddest, you know, the the meanest herbivore. Yeah, this is this land. is the resource war that David's talking. So the Rulons, you know, they they find the brontosaurus. It's in the water, which again they have actually debunked, and they don't think that the large sauropods lived in the water like they did in the eighties. The Rulons essentially use a bunch of tether lasers, I guess, missiles. They seem like. I mean, it's mostly like grappling hook kind of technology. Yeah, it's they tie it down. The Valorians essentially get it free by using the grappling hook. Then I think, I think, it's, I think it's important here to, to David's point. Like, uh, they're both essentially trying to do the same thing, but the Valorians are exploiting it wrong. You know, no, they're no. they're using mind <laughs> no, control. No, oh, the Rulons. The Rulons are using mind yeah. control. Uh, and they're they're exploiting these resources incorrectly, whereas the 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 resources want to cooperate with the uh, what with GI granola. Oh yeah, no, I 100 percent agree. Like that's exactly how it happened. Is that the Rulons? And there was even a scene where they tried to put I think they called it the brain box yeah, on yeah. top of its head. It was like this big metal helmet or whatever. It it moved its head. The Valorians came up. They laser gunned off a bunch of ropes. Then they use their, you know, their fucking, I don't know, rainbow bright necklaces to be like, help me, dinosaur. And the dinosaur's like, I'm your friend. And then they all run off together. Yeah. They escape. Whatever. Long-haired dude tells them to bring Quest it back to base. Star. Quest star. Yeah. And he has one of my favorite lines in the episode right now. That's when he realizes that. Is this when he's telepathically communicating with him? Yeah, and he says, fast attack dinosaurs only. Fast attack dinosaurs only. And right, all, like, yeah. <laughs> dinos were, were classified into, like, a fast attack fighters. Right, yeah. So, yeah, they've been, they've been categorized by Valerian standards. It was again. This is this is all to sell toys. I had most of the fast attack toys because we wouldn't. My right. parents didn't buy me the you know the big expensive ones, which was not a big deal. But I get what he was going. <laughs> You're not mad. Who's mad? No, I'm not mad. Not you. I'm not mad. I had a great childhood. <laughs> but this in the in the very next scene, this is when we see a couple things I brought up. This is after he said, you know, fast attack dinos only. We have our Valorians in in scout mode or whatever. And actually, at let me go get the time stamp on it. I think it's seven twenty. Is where we see our guy seriously disguised as a rock, like he's got a beret on, but a big, a big bushy beard. But he's a rock otherwise. But they hear, you know, they hear the orders, and they want to they want to move him. The Rulons are getting their ass kicked. Yada yada yada. Yeah, why is he really? hiding though? Like. He's the I don't only know. one who's doing this out of everyone in the group. They're like, yeah, he's like, I know what I'll do. I'll disguise myself as a rock. And everybody else in the squad is like, <laughs> um, all right, Gary. I mean. No, they're hiding in trees and shit. 
Like they they haven't changed their clothes. They're not even hiding. They're standing up in the trees. <laughs> yeah, they're they're like just behind some bushes. But he's got a rock ghillie suit on. <laughs> yeah, that was the craziest yeah. thing I've ever seen. This took like a good eight minutes of the same thing. So, anyways, the Valorians they free the Brontosaurus. The Rulons are very very upset about this. Valorians they they essentially. The, uh, the people who were not involved in the Brontosaurus freeing operation fly and, and ride out to meet them. All of the Brontosaurus operations are done by a group called the Commandos, I believe. Yes, the Commandos are a... Crack squad. Yeah, they were like a subset of the Valorians. Yeah, they're, they're the main that's cast. That's why they... Are, were they the yeah, main cast? Sure. Yeah, I for mean, sure. I mean, I mean, they're the ones they made toys of. Right? Probably. Yeah. They're also, and like, it's... they have actual personalities that they express sometimes, mm-hmm. sort of. And that's where you guys brought up the one guy who's all red, looks like he's in a, uh, like, an EOD suit, like a mind-clearing suit. You got the camouflage guy. You got the, uh, like, almost, like, pilot helmet guy. So, anyways, the commandos are trying to essentially sabotage the Rulons who are on their trail from the Brontosaurus. There's a bunch of back and forths, and I'm going to fast forward a little bit here. Yeah, there's some sort of am- ambush where I'm surprised the enemy Triceratops didn't get their horns stuck in trees in a cartoonish fashion. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So we get we then get to the point where Questar is talking to one of the guys named Turret about one of the systems that he has developed to essentially uh, to protect the step. And he's he's going around saying, "Hey, I, I I have this essentially big battleship cannon on the top of this this I don't know mm-hmm. tower or whatever." You kind of got a good idea of what they're doing with it, but they don't really explain what they're doing with it. He's he's talking about like new systems, new defensive stuff. They're all about protecting this crystal. And as this is this brief is going down, the next thing you know, one of the guard towers gets hit. Right on the right on the Valorian's base. Whoa! And well, at yep. this point, they've captured the Brontosaurus, right? And they're starting to arm him. Well, no, actually, they don't. They don't allude to that at all. They say they they captured the Brontosaurus and then they were going to release him. And then all of a sudden, they go to the scene. Well, not all of a sudden. They go to the scene where Questar is talking to Turret. He's explaining some stuff. And then what's the name of this guy? It's Peter Cullen. No, Gunner. Yeah. But, is the guy that's in the tower. He's like, runner attack. Yeah. And then all we'll, the Rulons. We'll surely try. Yep. Are, are just laying down the heat on him. And so, Questar. <laughs> I love how they, like, touch their chest. They're like, what's it looking like up there? Yeah. <laughs> like a fucking text message. Dude, dude takes a missile through the fucking seat of his dinosaur. Yes. That was, <laughs> that was ridiculous. Up. Yeah, I, the physics of that were fairly confusing. It should have blasted through his chest. Well, it should have blown up right next to him if it lived, looked, you know, was a real missile. But whatever. Yeah. This is this is the point in the episode or the commercial where we we think that the Dino Riders are they're done for. What are we gonna do? Well, then the lone female Dino Rider goes and talks to Bronto and says. Let's go, buddy. And he's like, yeah, let's fucking go. And the Brontosaurus 
follows Questar home. Why not? Yeah. Into this mysteriously large tent that they built that just happens to fucking be there. That happens to be a spaceship that attaches to the back of a brontosaurus. Yeah. And has controls to drive the brontosaurus. Even though that they don't drive the brontosaurus, they just talk to him. But then it's got these flippy uppy downy thingies. Yeah, it's um it was like a guy storage. I think part of the thing was that it stored your guys. Like who in <laughs> your your yeah. your set. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. I do so remember that it just fits people. They show it in the diagrams that like there's multiple just like basically coffins that close along the sides that hold like two dead dude, two dead Valerians. Uh, and it's got yeah. I love how it has laser gun bracelets on its feet, its yeah, front yeah. legs. It's just uh-huh. got these like. Yeah, these but, Tiffany bracelets with laser cannons on them. It's yeah. amazing. But they're like side turrets, you know. Like they rotate around. That's you know, that's practical. No, they rotate vertically. They they don't go side to side. They rotate Oh, they don't go to Wow, those yeah. What what garbage. There's a lot of doors on that Brontosaurus. Yeah. So at seventeen forty three do you think in their the coffins episode. are like their sensory deprivation tanks and these fucking hippies are in there just like... No, they're the meditation pods. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're self-tripping, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going on they're a journey fucking... into myself on this brontosaurus. They and it's got to have lots of LED lights and music and, like, super comfortable, like, pads that what you if, can, like, What if, on. man, like, what if our whole world was, like the dream of one of those guys and he dreamed up this show for us to watch. So like we're only secondary. So first he dreamed up the show. He's in the sensory deprivation plank trank. And then he dreamed up the show to exist. And then us kind of coming along our whole existence is just piggybacking on the, the strange dream of this um, hippie man. No, no, we're all just sun farts. (laughs) Oh, all of us are just a conglomeration of a million suns farting. That makes more sense. So at 1743 in the episode, if you go to it, that actually shows, if I remember correctly, you know, here we are almost 30 years, 35 years later, the back end of the Brontosaurus playset snapped open. Mm-hmm. And it had laser cannons that deployed. Like, that was one of the selling points where it was like, Oh, like, surprise, laser seats. Is that Questar in there, or is that somebody else? So Questar, in the episode, Questar is in, yeah, he's in the front, right by the neck of the Brontosaurus. Like It, it the, seems like, but, like, it's very hard to understand the 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 interior of this thing. It's essentially, <laughs> they, 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 no, they plop the spaceship it's closed, down. They're upside down. Yeah, <laughs> when the when the brontosaurus thing opens up, they're sitting down, which means when it's folded up no, 120 no, no. degrees, back. yeah, yeah, those people in the back, they're they're sitting upside down the so entire imagine, time. Imagine a cargo hauler on the top of an SUV with miniature people in the top, right? <laughs> yeah, the people, the, the people, people sitting in the front could, are could sitting unfurled like like a Jacob's ladder, and they would just tumble out into the street. <laughs> no, when when they would. You'd be strapped in. Come on, man. You have straps on you. You well, I, I mean, we've already established they flood with water when you're not in there, 
and yeah. a little mask comes down, and they just float in the saline solution and, <laughs> and, and, and dream up my uh, listen. The porn they that they took me. artistic liberties with like different dinosaur periods. They took artistic liberties with sizes because realistically, you got humanoid sized people sitting in the on the back of a brontosaurus, which is a big fucking animal. Mm-hmm essentially in a spaceship. And then you have the same humanoid-sized dude at about 18 minutes standing on the back of a Tyrannosaur, which is also a big thing, which head should be at the level of a Brontosaurus, but, like, he's the size of a head. And you're just like, I don't think this is how this works. (laughs) That's what took you out of it. That's (laughs) the relative size of these two drawings angers me. No. Anyways, let's let's finish out the description. I lost which is, that Questar's which is, haircut. Oh my god! Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> that Thor the, the Questar's name. Questar. The lasers are hitting the Brontosaurus. They're bouncing off. Turret is like, "Hey, I designed the super refractive armor. It's it's getting rid of it." And Questar is like, "What are we gonna do? We should bring all dudes in." And then Turret is like, "Hey, we can route power through the step to the big cannon I put up on top of the tower." And then Questar is actually kind of being standoffish on this and being like, hey, I don't want to do that. The poor Brontosaurus is getting pegged. No, wait. Pegged uh. is probably not the best term. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the poor Brontosaurus is getting peppered with laser fire. Well, according to the physics of that thing they put on its back, it probably is completely hollow inside. Yeah. They've, they've carved so- into the flesh and live in the flanks of this Brontosaurus. Anyways... <laughs> So turret finally reroutes the power through the step. The big battleship cannon just starts shooting the shit out of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It really just blows up a bunch of rocks. And then Kuros and all the Rulans, they It run takes away. out the strategically important ground directly in front of the bad guy's feet. Or any cover they might be behind. This is of paramount importance that we target the 10-foot area directly in front of where the bad guys are. Well, it worked. As the Rulons retreat, Kurlos says, he says something about that that traitor Questar. Yeah. Questar betrayed us. Yeah, Questar has betrayed us. So anyways, the episode ends with the fact that a couple of the Valorians then get a dot matrix printout of uh, Questar's emails, and evidently he's been talking to the Rulons. The end. Yeah, I do like now that. Now let's dissect this. <laughs> yeah, I do like All just right. before they start talking about that, they cut to two guys that are clearly talking at urinals. Like they're oh, in these oh, weird yeah. little <laughs> metal cups. standing there. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, uh, well, what was that about? I don't know. I'm just taking my after war piss break. Yep. Who saw this coming? Not me. I was blown away. I think with all the the artistic license that they took, the one thing we can agree on that this show was accurate about is that dinosaurs did indeed exist. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly what we could agree about. Mm -hmm. And you could talk to them with crystals. (laughs) No! 
Nothing else. No, that's <laughs> been proven. It, there was a period in the 90s where they thought maybe the crystals didn't let you speak dinosaur. But then a group of scientists got together and they're like, no, these are dino talking crystals. Mm, sounds like the group of scientists that decided that Pluto wasn't a planet. <laughs> um, actually, it was. It was the same. It was Neil deGrasse Tyson. He alone makes most all scientific discoveries and rules. Right. Well, that's just because Stephen Hawking died. Yeah, that Neil deGrasse Tyson ate his heart and absorbed his powers. Mm hmm. That's how they got it from uh... Einstein. Einstein, thank you. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> they ate Einstein's heart and then yeah. Stephen Hawking died and then passed it on to Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. And uh Wait, did it go straight did the heart eating go straight from Einstein to Hawking or was there a There might have been an inner there might have been an intermediary at well, some Ein juncture. Einstein had gotten Tesla. He'd gotten Tesla's heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think Tesla was the atom. No, you know? no, no. Tesla just ate I don't know. Alexander Graham Bell's heart. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Okay, and before Graham Bell... Voltaire, maybe? Um, Benjamin Franklin? Or are they at the same time? <laughs> We've made a huge Wait, leap. what? <laughs> yeah. And Benjamin Franklin... Well, at, at this point now, the Illuminati's involved. Yeah, Benjamin so... Franklin, he probably ate Copernicus. Mmm, uh, Leonardo da Vinci. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Yeah, mm -hmm. who ate Aristotle. Oh, now we're going back to Greek. Okay. No, no, no. There's Newton in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. We forgot about Newton. Yeah, Aristotle. Uh, the, that's, that's too big a leap. Yeah, he had one of those heart Newtons. They're like fig Newtons, but made out of <laughs> up heart. It's not a cookie. It's a Newton. <laughs> but mother. That's what it is. You can't, children, you can't eat cookies in bed. They're like, but mother, it's not a cookie. It's a fig Newton. Yeah. And then they're like, we're eating it with Grey Poupon. <laughs> no, the French eat Grey Poupon. Yeah, the British eat crap food. Right. All right. So <laughs> let's talk about this episode. Okay. This series, this toy series. <sighs> mm -hmm. I loved it as a kid. I hated the show. You wow. know, I think we've been spoiled with our animation. So looking at this as an eight-year-old, yeah, I think that the – Animation quality is probably like top notch back then. Except I, for the brontosaurus's lips. That just really <laughs> turned me off. I don't remember loving this because of animation, though. Well, the animation, yes. It's like well done. It's just I don't like the drawing style. It's it pretty, feels very it's decent. 80s. Yeah, but like mm -hmm. they, they're doing a lot of hard things. They have a ton of like diversity in characters. They have a ton of different kinds of creatures. They have multiple different settings. There's, you know, like they're doing a lot of difficult things technically to to pull off the show. I mean, that's that's true. I will give you that. And for the most part, like they're it's on model. It's well, like you can keep track of kind of what's happening. There's some weirdness in there, but mostly you can follow like the action scenes. So, like they, they, it's a quality product in terms of the animation. Agreed. It's not a great product. I just didn't like the show. 
Like, I just remember loving the action figures, and then, man, I went and watched the show. And maybe it's because I'm watching the show as an adult and not a five-year-old. Mm-hmm. But, dude. Do you think there's a difference between you and a five-year-old? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. That's a little low. Yeah, that went, a little I, went, low. I went right for the jugular. Like, on the yeah, way. what was that? No. It's not even relevant it's either. Because he's, he's a man. He's at least an eight-year-old. He's, he's at least an I, adolescent. I, dude, I have a huge inner child. Like, I love all the shit I loved as a kid. And for whatever reason, I've watched this episode now really three and a half times, I guess you could say. Mm. And I just didn't like it. Wow. Interesting. Because I, I don't I, know. I appreciate, Maybe it's because I, I wasn't familiar with it at all. But <laughs> If you watch two and a half yeah, times, that's, that's, that's probably half. That's probably yeah. what it was. Is the fact that I I put this on such a high pedestal that I was like, right. this is going to be the best. Mm-hmm. Like, this is going to, you know, five year old Derek is going to be like weeping in the corner because he he loved Dino Riders <laughs> and he remembers the toys, <laughs> and he's now almost forty oh. and he's just he's contemplating his own mortality and no, yeah, he's like I hated the show. Your midlife crisis is I'll never become a Dino Rider. I just, it's the end of fucking the movie Step Brothers. I just wanted to be a tyrannosaur. <laughs> I became a doctor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I love the toys and I, I, I still love them. Like, if my kid wants to play with fucking Dino Riders, I'll spend all the money in the world to get some retro Dino Riders and we'll, we'll play all day. Uh-huh. I just didn't love the show. Like honestly, I just just didn't like it. Mm. You just felt like it was you know? too commercial, and you never. Yeah, got, I think. And I you think never got the toy that they're advertising. Isn't that right? <laughs> who are you really mad at here? It's your yeah, parents. parents yeah, <laughs> there we go. We peeled back the final onion layer. And who are your parents? They're you. Well, we, we peeled too far. Yeah, now you can get out of your sensory deprivation. <laughs> No, it, it's it's not. Honestly, I don't remember wanting the Brontosaurus super bad. I would say the the one toy that I wanted that I never got, there were two of them. Because the one that I really wanted, I did get. The one that I wanted that I did not get, and again, this goes back to my parents not getting me action figures, is I wanted the G.I. Joe aircraft carrier. Didn't get oh, it. Oh, man. Uh, and then I wanted the Ninja Turtle... Uh, pizza bus. Oh, shot the pizzas out the front. Man, didn't oh, get that's that. Right. Oh. But how? But I wanted the Lego pirate ship. Whoa. Got that? Wow. Yeah, the Black Seas Barracuda. Yeah, still own it. I think they made the right decision. Yep, I I do too. Now years on, a Black Seas Barracuda is is worth five to six hundred bucks. So. <laughs> <laughs> the return alone. Yeah, I ain't gonna sell it. I mean, it's it's. I'm gonna build it with my daughter one day, and we're gonna play fucking Lego pirates and mm-hmm. with the shark and like the cannons that you pull the thing back mm. and lick them, and then mm-hmm. boom, you know the cannonballs go. I enjoyed it. I am dying to know what happens to Mister Questar. I loved how blatantly it stole from everything. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's so bad. Yeah, like there's a ton of uh, Battlestar Galactica in the show. Mm. Kind of like built oh, yeah. into mm. it. 
especially the like blending between their military and political uh, activities and the fact that they're traveling, you know, it's thousands of years ago and they're racing through time. I think even in the ship design, there's some. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They had cool art. I'll give them that. Like they, they really did. They did some pretty neat stuff. The, yeah, the ships cool. looked good. The the dino armor, yeah. There was there was a theme, and I think they kind of overused the theme, but it looked good. Yeah, I'm sure they went to the concept artist, and they were like, "Hey, uh, we want to make this weird idea. You know, it's just um, GI <laughs> Joe on dinosaurs. Um, it's army men and dinosaurs. How do you feel about that?" The concept artist is like, "Uh, uh." I just, I just my every that. dream. <laughs> yeah, right. the 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 one toy that stands out in my mind is that Demetrodon that we see in the very the opening, mm-hmm. kind of the opening scenes of the show. I think Gunner's using it. Yeah, and he has the seat on one side, and on the other side, it was cool. Like it folded up and it folded flush. Like you had two other gun emplacements that came out. Mm-hmm. And, like he could deploy each one it was it was it was a really cool design toy why did why did it fail do you think that that the toys were too expensive or like they were hoping for this big surge and it didn't happen or why why is it why wasn't there a dino riders season two people moved on (laughs) (laughs) the world had moved on (laughs) thanks cheech (laughs) the world had dino no i mean the time of the dino riders was over (laughs) Maybe the meteor hit. Yeah, yeah, and that was the, the end of the people. No, I think they were. On. I think they were going after. I mean, they were going after me as a demographic in the late '80s. And, and they like, got dinos you. were. <laughs> they got yeah, you. They, all right. they, they absolutely did, and I loved it. Dinos were cool, but it was a limited demographic. You know, you like, think like it's the, it's younger than GI Joe, maybe because it has dinosaurs in it. Yeah, I, I mm. think so. I think I think if they had if they had pushed it to the nineties when kind of Transformers had done the whole Dino like Dino thing mm. and been successful with that, I think it would have been much more successful there. They would have just had to wait. Licking dinosaurs well into your teens was just more socially acceptable then. <laughs> yeah, but no, you're right. It, it, this was this was GI Joe, and GI Joe was a fucking juggernaut. In 88. Oh, it's brutal. And now all of a sudden you have G.I. Joes riding dinosaurs who are not G.I. Joes. I think this is even the point in G.I. Joe where, like, they've started to run out of ideas for toys. And they started, like, just putting out snake people and shit. And, like, like animal men. And they they were, like, really, we could put anything out that had G.I. Joe on it and you would buy it. Oh, yeah. I mean... They, <laughs> they were marketing all kinds of nonsense by like eighty nine ninety, so nice. Yeah, no, it's too bad that um, Dino Riders didn't hold on a little bit longer. Jurassic Park came out in nineteen ninety three, and there there was a huge resurgence in Dino interest. And mm-hmm. oh yeah, it was at that Could point. Could you imagine too if late. this if this show had hit right around the same time as Jurassic Park, it would have been. It would have been huge. Yeah. The toys would have been enormous. Like there would have been Lego sets. There would have been mm. like everybody would have been scrambling to get in on this franchise. It was just yeah. It was late eighties, and it was GI Joe on dinosaurs. 
Like, Dino Rider seems like the kind of typical knockoff that happens right after a big blockbuster. Kind of like Deep Impact and and, and uh, Armageddon. Like, or Terra Nova. Or Terra Nova. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like throwing dinosaurs in there is like the adult equivalent of liking the Beatles. You know, it's just like, who cares? It's kind of a given, you know? Man, so is that how you feel about the Beatles? No, I actually hate the Beatles, but I was trying to be relatable. Can we be best friends? <laughs> oh, I thought we were. <laughs> I bet that we are, we're great friends, but uh, now that I know you hate the Beatles, I mean, we're best fucking friends. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate that. I I think they're so overrated. They're so fucking overrated. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> if you enjoy the Beatles, I enjoy you. Yeah, yeah. As a person, yeah. yeah. Hey, I just hey, think li- your taste of music sucks. <laughs> hey, listeners, guess what? We'll never do like Pokemon or the Beatles. Enjoy our podcast. <laughs> We're re- we're relatable. Join us on the TikTok. You know what else we hate? Success. It's the and, worst. And working hard. <laughs> I don't even get. You what worked you're pretty hard to get that sentence out. <laughs> I really have to yeah, think about it. Uh, so, David, what's our next segment? <laughs> hey, did anyone else notice how the End song sounded like the Voltron theme. Ooh, I didn't. Mm, no, I did not. Did not. Was that uh, composed by the same people? Uh, yeah, that's why I looked up uh, Shuggy Lovey. Shuggy Lovey. Oh, nice. Shuggy Lovey. And the credits for Shucky Levy are insane. Just everything in the 80s. The good and the bad. Oh. The, uh, the Littles. Nice. Animated Punky Brewster. Inspector Gadget. Mr. Wow. T. Mm. Uh, He-Man. Yeah. This is all early. Yeah, this, this is all like score work and background music. Mask. Oh, damn. Heathcliff. Sectars. Zoopily Zoo. Photon. Holy. Rainbow Bright. This guy fucking worked. <laughs> yeah. How, he must have just churned it out. It was probably just uh, getting a bunch of ghost writers and keeping all the rights under one house. Oh, no. He was an artist. You know? He was formerly known as the artist. All right, yeah. He, it wasn't an assembly line for him. He loved each and every of the shitty background songs <laughs> yeah. he put on every all cartoon that ever existed. Fucking, <laughs> yeah. oh, they were awful. Yeah. Every so, toy commercial. He went on to porn, didn't he? We didn't hear actually what uh, Mike and David thought of the show. Because uh, Derek and I fought the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we no, it felt very podcast. 80s. And that's mostly because it's a, an amalgam of all the other 80s shows. Yeah. They distilled all the 80s down to, like, a high-grade alcohol. 80s yeah. alcohol. Mm. Mm. Triple the stove. It's, yeah. it's 88% alcohol by 88 volume. proof. Yeah. <laughs> Which is actually not that high. Uh, <laughs> 88%? 88% is a lot stronger than 88 That's a hundred. That's like 170 proof. Yeah. <laughs> oh. 
I got my proofs okay. and my percentages mis- mixed up. <laughs> well, it can happen. I like it for what it was. <laughs> okay. A momentary diversion from the hellscape that is my existence. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ, awesome. Matt. That's awesome. The tempo on that was just brilliant. Oh God. That, was, that, was, that was beautiful. I did enjoy that. Uh, so I, I, like, I, I, I like it because it's that trashy kind of thing that we liked back then. Mm-hmm. That mm. makes us horrible, trashy adults. <laughs> <laughs> it just all resides in core memories that just keep on, yeah, you know, just making us who we are. It's not that we've stopped hating ourselves. It's just that we've learned to love hating ourselves. Yeah. It just feels better nowadays because you don't have to worry about what other people think because you stopped caring about that <laughs> long ago. And also, there's no other people left. And there's still, there's not very many people left. Yeah. No. I know, like, two people. (laughs) What? There's at least three right here. Yeah, but I've never really thought that I, like, knew David. He's always been a man man of mystery to me. We don't count. (laughs) Well, I just mixed up percent and proof, so... Counting is going kind of out the window. <laughs> okay. All right. So, Mike, would you yes. keep the show on the list? I like it. Well, I don't. Well, who cares what you don't like? I care. Oh, we've got to subject Adam to this. At yeah, least really. once. No, we don't. So, we don't, we don't have to, but I feel like... We deserve another shot to prove that this is just the kind of smut that we deserve to be uh, podcasting. I could not agree more. This is like, this is like the insane drink concoction we invented on the sleepover, where Adam wasn't there. And, Psycho juice. Yeah, and when and when uh, he what the fuck are you guys? When he about? comes back, we're gonna make his dip him dip his balls in it, see if it shears the hair off, <laughs> melts the skin. What the fuck was wrong with you guys? Psycho. Okay, so I never did psycho juice. That's what, but I did see them making it once when we were at Dan's house, I guess. Um, and it just literally. Is as disgusting as it sounds uh, <laughs> when you have a bunch of high school kids that don't have anything better to do because we didn't do drugs. Wait, so you guys, we, so you pull. You guys up. created acid to singe the ball hair. <laughs> no, 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 nuts. No, that was a that was hyperbole. No, talking. that was a literal fact. <laughs> so flaco juice is just basically every liquid in the kitchen caffeinated. that you can find, and the caffeinated you have to do a caffeinated base. So like any kind of sodas, but then you start going through the spice cabinet and you start pulling out liquids yeah. there and mixing it in. No, you just pull out the Kool-Aid. Yeah. The, the Jay lied to me then. It's it's mostly that, I mean, like you could boil it down to it's Kool-Aid, but instead of water, you use soda. Oh, oh man. Okay. the a lot more tame whatever they Mike being me. like every liquid in your kitchen. Well, edible. 
that was a that was a one time thing. We're, yeah, we're not talking about bleach and, and stuff like that. I mean, that is <laughs> the fucking the nerds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's fucking put this one to bed. Mike's mouth is, mouth's mouth is like an archaeological dig. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Uh, man, I think you guys kind of changed my mind. <laughs> I watched this episode multiple times. And I was super disappointed in it. And I think, I think I was disappointed because I had such fond memories of the toys. Huh. You know, like I, I looked at it as like, I love the toys without really seeing the show and then I saw the show and I was like oh Mer. I think um, I think this is going to be an interesting experiment um, because we have G.I. Joe coming up and the way you felt about Dino Riders I felt about G.I. Joe in that like there were top top two toys of my of my childhood were G.I. Mm-hmm. Joe and Lego and it, it was a long brutal fight for Lego to win and mm. finally choke the life out of G.I. Joe oh really but yeah that yeah, I think is they Lego had staying power, you know. G.I. Joe was all flash and bang and muscles. <laughs> muscles, big yeah. sweaty muscles. <laughs> yeah. So my argument was this was an amalgamation of a bunch of other shows, and it's not really breaking any new ground. Mm. So I was going to vote it out. Oh wow. But, you know, just look at how many uh, isekai shows just keep on getting regurgitated and regurgitated just because, you know, you're going to at some point just fall into a pit of despair and and end up watching (laughs) another one of them just because you're so bored. (laughs) Oh, God. Like, uh, you know that, like, they only make those shows, that show for you. For me. No no one else has seen them, ever sees them. I... Don't feel like the universe revolves around me very often, but <laughs> the fact that Isekai shows keep on getting made makes me sometimes feel like the center of a, a very small universe. Yeah, yeah. That they're like, finally, we monetized his depression. We'll live, <laughs> we'll live forever. <laughs> we'll never go hungry again. <laughs> it's putting my kids through college. <laughs> So they were the other three of you voting to keep it? I gotta know what happens to Questar. Did he betray them? I think I this, I think I swayed every or uh, swayed everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he swayed me. Swayed, okay. I swayed all. Swayed you good. He swayed me. <laughs> okay, so David. Yes. What's our next segment? So would you show this to your kids? Yes, because they don't make the toys anymore. So I can tell <laughs> I can tell my son that yes, I had those toys when I was a kid. No, they don't make them anymore. <laughs> so it is a show that I can have him watch that doesn't involve me buying a toy. I just like the like <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> like the, the the veins that we're laying down here, where, where you're like, yeah, and someone will monetize your depression. So I'm, I'm building a cottage industry. I wonder if the patent still exists for those uh, things. We like open. I have no problem letting my daughter watch the show. You guys are 
you're bringing me around to it to liking it, but there was no reason that I thought that it would be offensive or like something that I would have to say, yeah, no, you can't watch this. I had a I had a weird experience today where Chucky Levy finally kind of old enough to understand and like want things a little bit that she sees, right? It's very it's very small now like she likes a shirt that has Mickey Mouse on it, you know, that she's seen Mickey Mouse, she recognizes it. And we I put on some sort of Christmas thing and because we were talking, kind of talking about Christmas, and it turned out to be basically like a, an animated movie advertisement for Elf on the Shelf. No. Oh God, fuck no. Yeah. 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 And I was like, nope, no, I cannot. I'm uncomfortable with this. I'm. I don't want to show this to my child. I let it play for a little while, and then just to kind of and the, to see if there was like maybe some redeeming qualities and I was just like no. <laughs> no. Literally one of the children says that they are that they love these um dolls. Like the child is like I love you. I love you elves. Bye. <laughs> so no. Okay, so redemption. So, Derek, what change would you like to make to, to the list? Ooh, you know what? What are my other options? Like, I can I can dump one off, I can bring one back, and then I can elevate one. Yeah. On the. You can lock in certain episodes. You can lock in certain reviewers. So far, when we've asked to do things, David's never said no. So I feel no, like I there's, said no. I think there's secret rules that we don't know about. Hmm. So, right. I brought that up before, but I was uh, censored. <laughs> Cen- censored. Can I can I elevate Spawn? Oh my god! Yeah, let's do that. I remember really enjoying that show in high school. You are just such a glutton for punishment. <laughs> I know it doesn't matter. Oh, oh, I'm a f- I'm a f- I'm fearful. All right. That's 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 my thing, David. Okay. I re- I remember feeling that Spawn was just such one of the most relentless cash grabs back in the day. I I don't remember that. I just remember liking it, you know. But then again, I was not like I've always been a big nerd, but I wasn't like I've been more of a nerd later than earlier. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you used to be cool. Who knows? Yeah, evidently. What are we doing here? Reverse retcon. We want cartoons 26 hours a day. Reverse record. Tell Reverse. me what is index 668? Whoa. 668. So Tiger Sharks is 669 and Thundercats is 665. Tiger Sharks, I guess. It's because we go yep. up. It's 669. The numbers get larger as you move down the spreadsheet. Yes. Yes, we figured that. Yeah. Uh, well, again, Mike, counting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, do Tiger Sharks. That's mm. probably the, the correct answer. Oh. I have to say, because Thundercats. when I first looked at it, it it is in a competitive neighborhood. Thundercats above it, 
Tiny Toot Adventures below. Oh, TMNT. And, and below that, TMNT. And then two up from that is the OG Thunderbirds. Mm-hmm. Thunderbirds. That yeah. is a that is a fucking solid block. Jesus, and, it is as within. And then one it, one more above that is Thunder. Thunder. Yes, it is a callback. It is five. Thunder. It is five moves from Transformers. That's how right. tough the Tiger Shark neighborhood is, and that's what we get. Yeah. Well, oh, man, they just Matt is you that know, your kid came out. No, it's my cat. She's freaking out. Okay. It's uh, casting spells on you. Uh, probably. It sits on my chest while I sleep and steals my breath. <laughs> All right. It's, it's just your life force. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking finish this one up. Jesus Christ. I, I just Well, I just want to finish this thought on how tough the neighborhood is around tiger sharks. Uh, I just want to say, fuck you, it's David. amazing. Fuck you. <laughs> Random. I appreciate, David, you're I appreciate the reason we can't have nice things. Yep. <laughs> Literally. I leadership. It's amazing. Yes, it is. Effective, too. Because I'm going to yeah. watch Tiger Sharks, and I'm going to love it. Oh, we're going to like gonna it. Go, I'm going to go watch it tomorrow morning over coffee. I don't know anything yeah, do. I don't know anything about it. It's 87 to 88. It is 26 episodes, so like maybe it made a season. It's, it is a sweet spot for us. I'm excited about it. Well, oh, we perf. also hit the sweet spot with the reviewer role, because this is going to Mike. Oh no. Oh no. What? I thought I was not in that dice. Li- oh uh, man. Oh man. Uh, tiger it. sharks. Oh boy. I'm excited. How, how many it. weeks how many weeks do I have to prepare? I'm going to say a yeah, a lot. <laughs> well, I don't okay, I'm say no, at least we, 5. We we've got a uh, we've got a few holidays. Coming, yeah, it won't be uh, till next year. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Unless we manage to get one one more in in December, it's only the second. It mm-hmm. could happen. All right, dude. Uh, our viewers will be listening to this uh, sometime later. <laughs> sometime in twenty twenty five. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I. I mean, it is likely now that you're listening to this that a good portion of us are dead. <laughs> There's more than likely. Yeah, the next pandemic just rolled right over us. <laughs> it's something All from right. like a pig. Let's send it home. It's eleven home, eleven o'clock. Wrap that <laughs> baby up and. Dude, I'm so, sorry. It's been it's been. David, a week. why does Derek hate us? <laughs> Derek doesn't hate you. Derek's gonna fall asleep on microphone. Okay. All right. So, on a future episode of Amazing Terrible, we have tiger sharks. But next time, it's the Littles. I have been Matt Little. I have been Mike O'Ryder. <laughs> I have been Medium and, Dave. Medium Dave. And I've been <laughs> trying not to fall asleep, Derek. We'll see you guys next time on Amazingly Terrible. Amazingly Terrible is produced by David and Adam. Music by Josh Woodward. Send your email to monotonouslyterrific at amazinglyterrible.com. Manos. Man. Tamer tamer of dinosaur. Manos. Manos. That's the cereal made out of man.
<laughs> Meadows. Meadows. Mmm. Mm, got that crispy, many goodness. 